Hey, good morning. It is Tuesday, July 27th. A very happy National Day of the Cowboy to you, Kelly Collis. <laughs> Ooh, that's a fun one. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure like how far into cowboy culture we go with this day if you were to celebrate it, but it is a it is a day to celebrate those who rope and ride. How about wearing cowboy boots with your bikini? That's like when the new that's the new trend. I'm just saying. We've got a 15-year-old daughter, so you're welcome. But what happens when they get wet in the ocean? <laughs> hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We love DC. Kelly's a hug-hating, lifelong Washingtonian who loves her Washington Nationals. She's a mom, a wife, always honest, funny, and sometimes a little bitter. Oh, is it my turn, Tommy? <laughs> As I was saying. <laughs> Everybody loves Tommy. He's from Scranton, Pennsylvania. He's got two dogs and a husband. You'll see them all over his Instagram. And if you just ask him about the time he spent Easter at the White House. Because I was the first person in American history to host the White House Easter egg roll. Thanks, Obama. I'll be in the Smithsonian someday. Don't hold your breath, Tommy. But seriously, we're so glad that you're here because you probably love Washington. Like, we love Washington. Matter of fact, we even had a radio show about how much we love Washington for quite some time. We bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. That was a lot. Let's get started. I got a lot more questions about that, but we'll do that at some other time. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's get started with something that is not like ideal for a podcast, but if you're listening live, this will be very helpful to you. We have the latest detail, as you may have seen, Simone Biles has stepped down from the U.S. women's gymnastic team competition. Kelly, you're following this like crazy. What's going on? Uh, well, yeah, I'm doing my best. There's a lot of, a lot of, lot more questions than there are answers. Uh, so Simone was, uh, started competing this morning in, in Japan. We're going to see the, it tonight. And, uh, she did, um, a vault and then got off the vault, put on her sweatpants and said she was done. Apparently she is on the floor now cheering on her fellow teammates. Um, and a statement was released by the, uh, USA gymnastics saying, uh, that it, they're assessing her, uh, on a day to day basis because her individual competition is on Thursday. Right. And then her coach, one of her coaches came out and said, uh, that it is not a medical issue. So there's just a lot of questions of, of what's going on. Now they've been throwing around too. You've seen on social, like the, they say it's a mental issue. Um, that's been like reported by people in the arena and by statements that have come from the team, right? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen any official. I've just seen rumblings on Twitter because mm -hmm. um, it is a sort of an interesting thing that's going on because it's a live sporting event, but we don't get to see it because the broadcasting rights are later today. Yeah. Uh, so. While there are reporters there, there are all sorts of rules of what they can report and what they can post and all those things. It's it's crazy. It's yeah. it's it's absolutely crazy. And I I actually listened to a podcast yesterday um, about Simone Biles and and I I I didn't put it all together. And I, it's like stuff that we all know. But like she is in 
like the USA Gymnastics Organization, which has been through a lot over the last couple of years, she is an open critic to this day of how they handle things, even though they've done a complete turnover and makeover of staff. Um, so I think she's very in touch with what mentally she is capable of because she's been through so much. Mm -hmm. um, and this podcast talks about all the things that she's kind of gone through and how mentally strong she is. And when I mean mentally strong, mentally being mentally strong means you know when you've had enough. Right. And walking away is a mentally strong thing to do. It's not a weak thing to do. So, uh, of course, there's alternates. And it just doesn't mean that the USA Gymnastics team can't win a gold or or or, or any medal for, for that matter. So um, it's really cool that she is still there uh, cheering on her team. And could you imagine the alternate? You're just like sitting there hanging out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like Simone puts your sweatpants on. And you're like, what's going on? Me? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Let's go. T talk about like also mental toughness. I've been saying this like from the beginning, like the alternates have like the hardest job, right? Because they're just like waiting to get called. They're like, put me in coach, put me in, put me in up. Oh, no, yep. not today. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. And so like, imagine that moment when you've got to be the person who steps up when Simone Biles, um, you know, pulls out of the competition, no pressure <laughs> to you person who, who is the alternate. Yeah. I mean, I think these girls are, I mean, they've been warming up and traveling with the team and, I uh, they've, they're, they've been competing in competition. So I, I, I think we're going to hear the story tonight when it's, when it's on tonight, I think all eyes will be on the television um, and learning more about like what's happening. And we'll, we'll learn the story of, I don't, I don't, we don't even know which alternate was called up. Right. Um, so yeah, it will be, it will be, it will be interesting for sure. And this is why we love the Olympics though. Right. Yeah, totally. I'm showing a video on our feed of like the top of Twitter of her coming off too, um, where they're just like someone, someone's cell phone video was shared. Um, it's like the top trending video on Twitter right now, just as they, as they like all kind of huddle up. Yeah. Yeah. And she's clearly able to walk. She walked herself off. She was not carried. We know right. that, that she was not carried off and, and she walked off herself. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we'll yeah. see. Goodness gracious. Never a dull moment. And that's the thing when it's like 12 hours ahead, everyone's like waking up and they're like, what's going on? <laughs> putting it all I together. I know. But I was so, when I first saw the headline and we was getting ready for the show, I thought like literally she had broken her leg or something like Hoda copies crying on TV. I turned on the TV to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what happened to her? So I'm so glad to hear that she is at least seems to be in okay physical shape. Kelly, you got quoted from Michelle. Oh, mentally strong means, you know, when you've had enough good comment with three lightning emojis. I like that. Yeah. Good use of emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, put it on a mug. <laughs> um, in other great news, uh, congratulations to Caps player Tom Wilson. Uh, yeah, I was on uh, my Instagram and uh, I don't <laughs> follow. a beat about this story. <laughs> you know, it, I'm happy for him, but it, it, literally like he is an, an amazing player and he has met what seems to be like equally his match. Mm -hmm. So I follow her on Instagram. She likes to post. Her name is Taylor. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I think Pishki might be it. She's Canadian. She used to be a uh, compete for Canada as part of their national team for beach volleyball. Huh. <laughs> she um, got her, um, this is all in her bio on Instagram. She got her um, BS in microbiology and she got her MBA from GW 
presumably why she was like saving dogs with Tom Wilson. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they put, she posted on the Instagram. It looks like they got engaged on a beach somewhere. Um, nice solitaire diamond ring. And uh, the two of them, gosh, if, when they reproduce, if they reproduce, can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, they're just incredible, both incredible athletes. And then she's like super smart. I'm not sure about Tom Wilson's um, degree situation, but she obviously is very well educated. I'm sure he's smart. You leave Tom Wilson alone. <laughs> he's he's a great player. He's a great player. He's probably very smart as well. Yes. You know, we don't know that he's not smart. So, like, I think he's brilliant until proven otherwise. I, I'll take that. Is how I approach most things <laughs> I'll, in life. I'll take that. That person's brilliant until you open your mouth. And I'm like, oh, no, never mind. <laughs> well, she's definitely, I think, does have more degrees than he does. Absolutely. And he has more Stanley Cups. So look, they bring it all together. <laughs> what a what a team. And congrats to them on their uh, pending nuptials. Yes. Speaking of someone when they open their mouth, they're brilliant. Dave Chappelle is coming back to town too. But the pricing of tickets is kind of like Uber. It's like surge well, pricing. The, this is super exciting. So Dave Chappelle, of course, he's ours, right? He grew up in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. Um, he's opening up the anthem. At the wharf, it's going to be the perf- the first show to open up since uh, everything went sh- quiet. And how appropriate for Dave Chappelle to come and open up uh, the anthem again. It's like they gave him a little keys, like like they- so. The Washingtonian, I, I saw in the Washingtonian, it was reported yesterday, it was sort of a surprise announcement for a lot of people. Um, and tickets went on sale last night. So this morning, I went on. And I'm like, let me just see if there's some tickets available. There are. That's the good news. They're front row floor seats. You'll be right face to face with Dave Chappelle. Gosh, he might even shout you out. They start, I believe, at seven fifty and go up to seventeen hundred dollars. That's the face value of these tickets. Holy crap! So you can still go, which is you know, you maybe all the money that you've been saving for the concerts that you haven't gone to. But what were you saying that it, like, and it has like dynamic pricing where it like slides. Yeah, I don't know much about it except it's called a platinum ticket. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's a Ticketmaster thing or Anthem thing or they both got together to do it, but it slides based on demand. So all the other seats in the stadium, in the stadium, in the venue seem to have been sold. Only the floor seats, which obviously those are the money seats, mm-hmm. have not been sold. So huh. we'll see. That's interesting because also Ticketmaster and IMP are not friends. So I think that this may be a buyout, like we're ticket mat, like we're. Mm, that's interesting. Well, or Chappelle has a has a deal an agreement with Ticket. with, with Ticketmaster because he's yeah. promoting his movie and all the other things. Yeah, huh? That's interesting. Yeah. So the, the but this is uh, kick off the anthems um, summer tour. I guess Jason Mraz is coming through there in August. Uh, so this is exciting. The yeah, anthem is totally. back open starting Friday. I wonder if they do that for all the shows, the platinum seating. Yeah, I, I, huh. I, I don't know. As of right now, the Katie Couric conversation on October 30th does not have $900 tickets. Weird. I just took a look. <laughs> that was the first one I could click on. Neither, okay. neither does Frankie Valley. <laughs> I didn't know he was still alive. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that, well, well, I mean, you saw the you saw the show Jersey Boys because his friend screwed him. He's going to totally dies because he got a lot of debt to pay off. Okay. <laughs> no, I didn't see the show, but <laughs> I learned that. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, four friends under a streetlight. Three of them screwed him, and now he's just like he's torn until it. he dies. Yep, torn until he dies is basically the premise for the show Jersey Boys. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Critics Corner. <laughs> 
Uh, yesterday, I got to go to a very special event. Speaking of things that are opening back up, something that's very special, near and dear to Tommy and our heart is the restaurant industry in the greater DC area. And yesterday, they announced what is known as the Oscars of dining here in DC. It's called the Rammies, run by the Restaurant Association of Metro Washington. And they announced all the nominees. But here's what's really cool. <laughs> Kathy Hollinger, who's you know basically in charge over WAMW, um, RAMW. RAMW. You're, yeah. you're confusing NPR and the restaurant people. I know. Too many acronyms. Um, she was like, listen, everybody is a winner in this room. <laughs> <laughs> because, she's like, no, for real, I mean that. Like we always say that, but like this time for real. She 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 did make it clear that, you know, it, it's the the efforts of all the restaurants and their employees have been noticed, but they did have to sort of come down and find some final nominees. Um so they did some things a little different this year because this is an annual event. Obviously, they took a year off. Uh well, they sort of took a year off. They took a year off last year in a way it wasn't an in-person event and the categories are very different this year than they were in years past. Yeah, last year was a, a virtual event. Kelly and I went and um, were two of the hosts for it and it was one of the first things we got to do. Like at the convention center, everyone was roughly 78 feet apart. It was pre-vaccine, <laughs> masks, yeah. like the whole deal. Oh yeah. It was It was like, a, it was a production that they put together at the convention center. For sure. So this year, the categories range. They changed it all up. It used to be like, you know, best formal dining, best brunch. But this is, you know, formal dining in a box. Most innovative to go packaging game. Innovative uh, packaging for cocktails. Love it's it. completely different. And they did it this year. You don't have to be a member of the association. And no restaurant could get multiple nominations. Oh. So it's because it, they, you know, they wanted to kind of spread the love. And there's like 84 people at restaurants nominated per category too. Yes, for sure. Um, so I want to point out a couple, a couple of favorites. Um, outstanding COVID safe redesign indoors or outdoors. Uh, Ben's Chili Bowl and uh, Clyde's Restaurant Group are among those nominees. Ah. We love those people. Also, I want to give a shout out to St. Anselm. I dined out. They they stuck a they stuck like a turbo jet warmer to their like gazebos that they made. I don't know how they did it in February, but basically like they built these like sheds and they like connected a heater to like all of them, but it wasn't like a, like a little heater. It was like a big pushed air heater that like shot air through the vents. I don't know how it happened, but it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty damn interesting. Yeah. So that were they got a nomination too. Yep. Um, most impressive pivot to provisions or market. Our friends over at Founding Farmers in Office China got that yeah, as well. They were awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that was kind of incredible. And then I have to give a shout out. I, I did wonder when I saw this category. I mean, it has to be on there. Coolest cocktails and beverages to go. Yeah. Fauci Pouchy, Capo Deli. They were nominated I among mean, others. Good, goodbye and good night, right? Like, I don't even know <laughs> what. Right. The Fauci Pouchy. The Fauci Gosh. And then they had like... Um, the Trumpkin latte and like the Joe and Biden and the something about Kamala and something about Mike Pence. Like they continue to change their their little pouches up, but Fauci Pouchy was like the, was the OG. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 very cool. And then uh, we, um, we spoke to Rohit, uh, the, the the beverage director at, at Capos, about how it all happened. And basically, he was like, "Our 
distributor gave us these like Capri Sun looking things and I had a friend of the printer. So we gave it a whirl. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, all right, well, there you go. Way to be creative and awesome, dude. And you know what? And and before we get to some of the other ones, and that was, you know, um, attending the event last night and talking to um, chefs and people in the restaurant business. That was like, I had this one um, friend of mine who runs a restaurant and she says, I just remember opening up our giant walk-in freezer and being like, what am I going to do with all this food? Yeah. And, uh, and the fact that these guys were able to pivot, pivot guys and girls able to pivot so quickly with takeout and markets and cocktails, like it, it just was a, such a reminder of um, what they went through, especially, you know, the, the early stages of, of the shutdown. Yeah. And then you had like hook hall helps, which took all that food and they turned what they did into like a, a supply kitchen for restaurant workers. And mm-hmm. so they're nominated in this good neighbor award. And when you look at all of the different things that are nominated in this category, like my goodness, the incredible like work and, and just community good that restaurants did in the face of all like the hellscape that they were in the last year. Unbelievable. For sure. For sure. Um, and this is why it's going to be interesting that the, the event is on, September 19th. Um, and it's going to be literally like picking a favorite child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, programming note, the show will not be on September 20th. just wanted to make sure you're all aware. Because people in the restaurant industry, when they get together to party, uh, it is it is um, a party of eating and drinking galore. So yeah, we so. are going to celebrate our friends in the restaurant business and party that night with them. We'll be taking off the next day. Just want to give you a heads up. For sure. You put it on your calendar now. Linda Lapkoff talking to you. Everybody can be just ready and prepared <laughs> for that to happen. Um, also want to give a shout out. There's a bunch of milestone awards that they're going to give away for restaurants that have been in business for many, many years. My favorite, Tommy, I know it's one of yours too. Peacock Cafe will get one. Uh, 30 years. Uh, they celebrated back in June. Uh, so that's really cool to see them and um, be honored for just like, you know, hanging in there. That's incredible. Peacock Cafe and I share a birthday. If you'd like to buy either of us a present next year on June 3rd. <laughs> Peacock Cafe is younger than you, though. That's true. And I'm younger than you. Okay. <laughs> it's the circle of life. <laughs> um, can we just go through real quick um, the neighbor, the good neighbor award category that they have? Cause it's, it's unbelievable. You got like Eric Bruner Yang and the power of 10 initiative. You've got the bakers against racism initiative. You got hook Hall helps. You got feed the fridge. You got um, the support from Danny Lee and, and others for the AAPI community. You got chef stopping AAPI hate. You've got um, the, uh, the benefit. You've got the inauguration program and the feeding of the, uh, National Guard members that Micheline and Spike Mendelson did and the Lee initiative from Edward Lee. Like it's just, that's just some of the things restaurants have done over the last year. And mm-hmm. it's just, it, it's so worth it. And it, as you're like, I hope you've gone back to restaurants already. Maybe you haven't yet. Maybe you're looking to do that soon. I hope you do. When you think of like restaurants, they are the ones that you always ask for like, can I get a, gift certificate for my like school auction or any of those things, you know, when you ask of restaurants, they do it and they do it and they do it. And now as people are like getting back into the swing, please support them. And also please have a little bit of, a little bit of compassion as they're working on the staffing issue as well. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I've like wanted to go after like crappy Yelp reviews these days. 
it just makes me so mad. I could spend my entire day just yelling at people on Yelp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the internet when they're like, the service wasn't great. Well, you know what? Then go to Burger King. Yeah. And you're a terrible human for, or for just, saying that. Like I've been to places where I, I've have had bad service mm-hmm. and um and I've been really disappointed. Just keep it to yourself. <laughs> totally. Like if the server stabs you, sure. <laughs> You can be upset about it. If the bread takes a little bit to come out, STFU. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. I agree. The more you know. <laughs> the waiter stabs you. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you get like a utensil projected into your torso, sure. You, yes, absolutely. That is a great reason to complain. Someone drops a bowl of hot soup on your face. Absolutely. But like, oh, oh, it took a while for the, my wine to come from the bar. <laughs> Knock it off. I'm just saying is all. Thanks for that PSA, Tommy. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Are you done? I could go on forever. But I, I, think, I, but I can tell you're done with me. So let's move on. <laughs> I know you could. <laughs> um, all right, shifting gears just a little bit. This is really cool. Um, so this guy who lives on the Chesapeake Bay during COVID, he had some time on his hands. And he, a couple years earlier, had gotten a paddleboard from his wife for Christmas. And he used to just kind of like paddle around in Annapolis. But during uh, 2020, he started a um, fundraiser where he paddled all the way down the coast of the Chesapeake Bay from Maryland all the way down to Virginia Beach. It's over 200 miles. What? I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Wait, hang on. Hang on. What? Yes. <laughs> How do you paddleboard that far? It takes a long time. It takes days. Seriously. Days. And he raised all this money for, I just want to make sure I get it right in my notes. He raised all this money for a organi- oyster recovery partnership which it put a bunch of oysters, the money that he raised around him doing this, raised money to put oysters in the bay, which do all sorts of amazing things. They filter the water there. They, they, they spark plug the ecosystem that's in the Chesapeake Bay that's been depleted. Um, so he decided to make it like a thing for everybody to get involved. He started Bay Paddle. It's an event that starts on August 27th this year where um, people can take their paddle boards, kayaks, canoes, whatever is a people-powered water vessel can be in this sort of fun competition over the course of eight days. And uh, it's raising, it hopes to raise money to get 200 million oysters to be added to the Chesapeake Bay. That's amazing. I know. Uh, he's incredible. And um, also he did say that he's not going to paddle this year. His role is kind of He's going to make sure everyone's safe. All these paddlers are safe. Right now, there's about 90 people that are registered. It's free to register. Um, and, but they've got been able to get corporate donors and sponsors for this. That's so cool. Very, very cool. Another sort of silver lining of the pandemic that was born, um, people getting involved. And he wants he wants people to think of the Chesapeake Bay Eastern Shore mm-hmm. as like the Appalachian Trail. Like people take time and take time off and go down the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, that's such a wow. I didn't even thought of it that way. Yeah. Super, super, super cool. Okay, so how serious are the conversations in your house? No, uh, no I'm I'm not saying you're the one who's doing it. <laughs> I'm just, so are you gonna meet your husband along the way and like stop at hotels or how is he gonna go about doing this? No, he's he is not doing that. Are those his words or your words? <laughs> those are my words. 
Because <laughs> um, I feel like him with the dog on the paddleboard, I think they would be all about doing that for eight days. Oh, Lola, my little dog, would not like eight days on the paddleboard. She <laughs> she can ba- barely handle eight minutes. <laughs> do they um do they go ahead then and like stop somewhere and like yeah. stay over the night or yeah? There's a whole or how do they? There's a whole there's a website bay paddle that will um show you the the route and where they stay and where they stop off and all the things and there'll be a motorboat that's kind of like keeping track and making sure everyone's safe and you know not nothing bad happened but yeah they're gonna literally hug the coast go down maryland all the way to virginia wow and i will tell you paddle boarding while it looks glamorous and um you know people post photos of it when you get a little bit of a current (laughs) You're standing up on a board. Um, you get a nice core work. It's kind of it, like whizzing it, in the wind. It's, it can be really tough sometimes. Wow. Yeah. That's why. Like I, I paddleboarded with you from Georgetown to Roosevelt Island, and been like, <laughs> I'm done. We're done here. Yeah. Like it's, right? it's a whole thing. Yeah. Totally. And that's probably two miles round trip. Oh my gosh! I can't and just think imagine. about two hundred miles. Wow. What's the furthest you've gone on a paddleboard? Um, I've probably done about five miles. Okay. Not, in like which, a whole day? No, no. Yeah. Five miles is probably, you can do that in an hour and a half or so. Depending on oh. the currents, depending on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. you know, all the things. So 200 miles over eight days. You could, you, you don't have to be like an Olympic paddleboarder, which is not a thing yet. I don't think, but, but let me tell you when I do do five miles, I need a nap in the afternoon. <laughs> it's the next day. You're like, Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. Yeah, it's it's especially if you're on like a on a it's different paddling like on a lake that has no current, like a man-made lake like I was over the weekend versus like in an ocean or a bay that has undercurrents and wind. Yeah, really? Yeah. And from Harvard to Grace all the way down, like that's a that's a wow. Yeah. Good for him. What a cool thing. And also like what an interesting like, get out of the house honeydew thing. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go paddleboard to Virginia. And she's like, fine, get out of here. I don't care. <laughs> totally. And then he did it. <laughs> then he did it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The pandemic made us do weird stuff. True story. Um, I want to follow up on a story we've been talking about. Of course, we're going to claim Jeff Bezos as DC, Cash Jack Real Fun DC. That's how we get to talk about this stuff. They're not astronauts. <laughs> so according to the FAA, at least, the FAA has changed their decision and changed their guidelines about what makes an astronaut. And so according to Salon, Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson are now not astronauts. They were astronauted. Okay, so I asked my husband about this, uh, right. who does a lot of work in the space industry and actually works with the FAA a lot. So there are three organizations that can make you an astronaut. NASA, of course, the U.S. military, and the FAA. The FAA has come out and said, um, you got to go one over 50 miles. Okay, mm-hmm. check. Both Branson and Bezos did that. Two, you have to do something to be part of that flight. You can't just be a passenger. So is it pressing a button? Is it steering? Is it bringing up some sort of experiment that you're testing? So, but here's the thing. Bezos and and um, Branson Branson. got their wings. They got their wings. They were given their wings. Yeah, we all saw it on TV as part of the photo op and everything at the end. Right. So I think that they're going to come out. This is, I'm just guessing. Uh Branson and Bezos are going to come out and said, I hit the launch button or 
I, you know, they're going to come up with something that they did up there that makes them quote unquote an astronaut. But how can Bezos say that he hit the launch button when we all know he said, Alexa, launch the rocket? <laughs> Well, he said those words. So, and if he didn't say that, and Alexa wasn't the one who launched the rocket, then <laughs> what are we even doing here? And I, if you have, if you listen to us and you don't have your earbuds in and you have an Alexa, I apologize. Alexa, launch Real Fun DC just for fun. Yes, it's our live channel. You can ask her to do that anytime. So, so it, it's I guess technically, like this, this carve out of it, right? Someone like Wally Funk would still become an astronaut because she did stuff up there. And did had she? A reason to go up? Yeah. What'd if, she do? Um, if anyone pushed the launch button, it was Wally Funk. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. But then but on it, the back end, couldn't be like, couldn't Branson and, and Bezos be like, yeah, as a matter of fact, they did something. I paid for it. Right. I mean, technically the workers in Amazon paid for it, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think they're trying to, I think the FAA is trying to like say not everyone gets wings, right? Just because you paid a gazillion dollars to go up in space, you don't automatically get wings. This is an assault on Lady Gaga for when she becomes a future astronaut. <laughs> this is what's happening. Oh, is that the FAA? That that's yeah. what they're dealing with? Okay. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Because without a doubt, like the next thing that Richard Branson is going to launch is a music video up in space. Let's be serious. And <laughs> who else to do it besides Lady Gaga or maybe Kanye West? Okay. The All FAA right. is trying to keep Kanye from becoming an astronaut. And I'm not saying I don't support it. <laughs> I think they have other things to do, but. Wow. Huh. Look at that. So I guess this is not the end of whether or not Bezos and Branson are astronauts. What are they going to take away their wings? Yeah, I think so. The, uh, the, so the new regulations went into effect on July 20th, which was conspic- which was like surprisingly the, around the, the day that they started launching billionaires into space. So <laughs> someone at the FAA was like, LOL. <laughs> and didn't tell the person with the wings on the, on the tarmac what was, what was coming. Well, I think Bezos and uh, Branson can hire a lobbyist to change that around too. My gosh, could you imagine if you were a lobbyist, your job was like to get the billionaire's wings fund and you're like, all right, well, I'm gonna build a coalition around this one. This is DC. You know how it works. That is absolutely true. If anyone can get wings in this town, it's billionaires. <laughs> hey, if you want to catch up with any of our past episodes, we would love to have you along with us. Just uh, subscribe to Tommy and Kelly show anywhere you get your podcast. And please give us a five-star rating, even if you don't think we deserve it. I love it that you say that every single time. I think we deserve it. We'll see see you next time.